Welcome to the Build Better Brands podcast. I am so honoured to be joined today by Sid Soraya. Uh, Sid is a brand and business consultant. Um, I came across Sid on Instagram some months, probably some years ago, actually now, probably a couple of years ago. Um, uh, <laughs> I, want, I want to say sometime mid-2020. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, we had we got a conversation going and we had some real synergy. Um, Sid is from the UK, but is now residing in Canada. Um, and Sid is here today to talk about business and brand and give us some insights and share his story. So welcome. Welcome, yeah. Sid. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, and it was Aaron Draplin that brought us together. Um, I love of Aaron Draplin over uh, IG Instagram DMs. Aaron so, Draplin brought us together. Wow, yeah. I need to get Aaron on here, don't I? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be on that. I'll be on. I'll join you for that one for sure. Awesome. He can't. He can possibly say no to this one. <laughs> well, I've not asked him yet. He's on my list, but I've not asked him. I'm plucking up the courage. Um, but yeah. So Sid, obviously, I've invited you on today just because. How could I not? You know, so much about brand. You've helped me so much on my journey, especially at the beginning. Um, you, you've been on a, a journey for sure. And I just think your story and what you know now around brand and business is just so important. And I'd love for you to share, really. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit. Give us a bit of history, just an overview. Uh, about me my my timeline okay uh i guess so i'll go linear so 2007 straight out of uni i end up in something called an agency in london i have no idea what it is what they do what an agency is all i know is they want someone who can do photoshop and do you remember adobe flash yes i do um I, I'm a flash expert. I'm that old. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm just kind of like thrown into the creative pool at this agency. I'm just co- cobbling things together. I'm like, oh, hold on. This is this is stuff for L'Oreal. This is stuff for Alfa Romeo. This isn't bad. This is this is like a profession. <laughs> um, so I'm like cobbling things together. Um, just kind of. Uh, you know, very much just going through the motions and keeping my nose out of trouble uh, as much as I can uh, and doing and learning sort of design and what brands do and what advertising is um, and how an agency functions and works. And I'm there as a designer. Um, I sort of I, I get into code, uh, JavaScript, HTML, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm able to like balance those two things. After the agency job, I end up at a ad tech firm. So we are running banner ads for like some of the pretty much all the all of the world's biggest brands: um, Coca-Cola, Nike, Visa, Usain Bolt. Um, some of the stuff I've worked on. Uh, so yeah, and then in that. In that company, I'm there as a designer and I'm kind of very quickly moving up because they, I get uh, within a couple of years, I am creative services manager there, which is 
awesome. It's 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 where I thrive. I'm thrown in at the deep end. I uh, I'm client facing, so I'm I'm running with the publishers, the agencies, and the brands directly. Uh, first point of contact. I'm managing a team of designers and front end developers, and then client services managers. And this is before before the remote revolution really happened. These guys are in India, Philippines, uh, the US and Serbia, for example, to name a few of the places. So I'm doing all this kind of 24 hour remote production cycle before it was like the, the thing. Uh, and yeah, we, we got, we, the company goes through some changes some ha- uh, uh, there's some peaks and troughs. And so 2016 comes around and so this is 20, 2007, 2016. Yeah. Uh, two, 2016 comes around and I'm not really, I'm just not feeling fulfilled with life. I'm seeing a lot of um, things in the advertising industry that don't uh, sit well with me, that don't vibe well with me. Um, diversity and inclusions, uh, representation is, is very much lacking uh, with what I'm doing. Uh, also just kind of the creative process itself is is very lacking for me it very much felt like these great ideas were sort of coming up coming from the heads of companies without really like and they're coming from the heads of companies without really considering who who that advertisement's for what it's out to achieve or, or even why it exists. Uh, so in my role, I'm kind of getting involved in all those kind of things. And I'm kind of, I'm nudging and I'm pushing a few buttons. I'm like, look, we need to, you know, let's let's drive it back to the brand. Let's drive it back to the brand. Sometimes it's heard, sometimes it's adapted. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, the big idea needs to be contracted into the limitations of the technology and the platforms that we're running on or, how the internet works yeah um it's it's my job to explain it to these people um and eventually like push comes to shell um so it sounds like you were being a little bit disruptive could i say uh, a little bit yes um i and I, i i felt like compliance was a really big thing at the time just do as you're told i don't know if that was the industry or the company that i worked for uh uh and i think just kind of little things like and and it was it was many many different factors um careers didn't work anymore like we were promised coming out of uni right yeah you work hard you stay in the same job you work your way up and um you know glory glory you get the house the car yeah. all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and that wasn't happening my career wasn't going anywhere um i've been the, the the first agency i worked with i was made redundant in a really nasty way as well uh, i was a contractor uh and this is again like the way people run their businesses that don't sit well with me the owners had two two um two divisions under the umbrella right okay and the reason for that was they had two prevalent pharmaceutical brands that couldn't be operated out of the same agency okay right okay <laughs> so smoke, said, smoke okay. and mirrors 
yes so they called this agency agency a they called this agency agency b we all sat in the same room same house everything then they went you know what this agency is bankrupt what we're going to do is move all the assets over here Ta-da! and guess what anyone that was contracting at this agency that was everyone that was contracting at this agency yeah oh we're gonna we're not gonna be able to pay you uh well that's pretty so that, shit isn't it uh considering how much money they made consider uh yes i so, mean what we're talking like hundreds of thousands or more or oh yeah i mean uh th- th- this this would have been a million dollar okay wow. easy easy um each of them easily making that kind of money globally um but yeah so that's that was my first kind of taste that made me pretty cynical uh moving forward into my career uh and again that's something i do reflect on quite a lot in terms of the the people i work with now uh uh the way you treat people is just yeah i think that's not even not even just your customers yeah that the culture you culture you build in-house and the way you treat people is it is everything it really is everything um it's so, so important my... um the thing that the thing that stands out the most to me was the fact that it all kind of comes back to your values and what you believed in you know things were being done at this agency that you're working at that didn't align with what you thought was right you know I use the word destructive but really you were just trying to trying to get them to do the right thing and in the end the way that that they treated you was wasn't the right thing you know these I suppose what I'm saying is it's it's so important isn't it to as you say be around people that have shared values and understand where you're coming from Yes, be that be that much. your team or you know like you say the clients that you work with the customers you have because as soon as those values aren't aligned there's friction isn't there and people yeah, get people very, get very, yeah very much so so uh just uh i think i might have like blurred the timeline a little bit so like the 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 the, the getting dumped and not getting paid was mm. very early on yeah like sort okay. of the first two years of my career uh, getting fed up and quitting was 2016 uh sort of towards the towards the end of that that life cycle of that career um and i think that's the thing that's a really in thump something you kind of probably uh highlighted you know i was in my early 20s when i kind of got dumped and it was just kind of like look dust it off move on it didn't really uh it didn't vibe well with me like dust it off move on you've got bills to pay we need to keep like moving your career forward that was my mindset dust it off move on and it wasn't until later on in life uh like in, in like when i'm hitting 2016 that i'm looking back and i'm reflecting and i'm thinking you know this doesn't vibe well with me and inside the bubble something inside that bubble something was happening and uh it wasn't just me it was a, 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 a some other colleagues as well it didn't vibe well with them. Um, and I sat down with a coach uh, a few months ago, a career coach, Paquita, and she said to me, and it was a, it was a real eye opener, maybe the company, did you ever consider that the company didn't change, but you changed? 
and it clicked. And I looked back on those sort of seven years at that ad tech firm. And I was like, she's absolutely right. My try. I changed. The yeah. company didn't change. Mm. And we were all kind of like sitting there really pissed off going, oh, I can't believe what they're doing to us. I can't believe they treat us like this. And it's like, I can't believe I stuck around that long. Yeah. Hindsight's <laughs> and, 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 a wonderful thing, right? Absolutely. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, just to be, and just to be able to be mindful of that as well is so important. Um so what to like talk through these feelings yeah yeah so it sounds like you really learned some lessons um and obviously you know you work for yourself now you're an entrepreneur um tell us a little bit more about what it is you actually do now for people so now i do i help it's business design and brand strategy we do we align business design with brand strategy so that we're doing meaningful marketing for that ideal customer so that the business can be successful. And by business design, what I mean is someone might be like, oh, I've had this great idea for a business or they can be, I don't want to go ahead. I've got this idea for a business, but I don't want to do it because so-and-so is already doing it. Um, and the fact is, I, I think we're we've got to an inflection point in, in our history where there's there's no new ideas. Um, everyone's doing it. Um, a lot of people are doing the same sort of thing. It's how do we differentiate within that? How does um, how do we differentiate within that? How is our story like? Why it's important that we do this job? Connecting with the the, the customer, the the people with, that we're trying to help. And it's it's building all of that out. Um, I think the the example I could give there would probably be like Gillette and Harry's razors. You know, Gillette, at billion dollar business, idea and razor blades, absolutely dominating. But it was dominating because it had no, uh, there was no other competition. Harry's turned up and kind of uh, disruptive. They disrupted and. Days yeah. have got some serious market share now because they're doing it so differently. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, there's they kind of made fun of the fact like, did you really need three to five blades? It's just you've only got one face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All that kind yeah. of stuff. The CEO, you know, low budget um, entry to market. Uh, I, 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 I using. Messi and Federer and all these kind of big name stars uh, and the CEO of Harry's is doing it himself with, with what looks like a camera phone just walking around the warehouse just being funny um it's got a I think he had a you know he had a background in sort of stand-up comedy and just dominating and it's disruptive and in, in instances like that the big companies aren't ready for it and we're seeing it almost every single day um yeah i heard yeah. something the other day that said that um i mean i don't know what it's like in 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 the canada in canada and in the us but in the uk apparently i think it's about two thousand businesses are started each day yeah something like that and i was like whoa that's a lot of businesses and so like you just said no everything's pretty much been done so mm -hmm. when you start in a business 
you know there's already someone out there doing it so yeah. as you said differentiating and thinking about what your strategy is what are your strengths you know what how are you really going to make this this business and this brand a success you've got to think about it strategically haven't you and I think a lot of people miss that bit mm. so yeah absolutely um yeah sorry carry on no I was just gonna say like people miss that bit and I suppose it's your part of your role to help them help them figure it out when people come to you are they are they even aware that they need that bit do you you know where do people at what point do people reach out to you <laughs> um they re reach out when they feel like something doesn't look right um and again like that's kind of the the, the creative aspect of it uh oh like can you help me do better marketing yeah but we need like we need to look at we need to get to the, the core of what your business does before we can like get to what your marketing while your marketing's not working because it is it's all connected um you know uh if you had a venn diagram you'd be looking at brand strategy business model marketing tactics or those three like and that's your your business in the middle um you there were so many so many yeah. things that could go mm. in the middle of that uh yeah so do you think there are any lessons in your employed job that have helped you you know build your own business and get to where you are now as much as it was a bit of a, a rocky ride uh yeah yeah um yeah absolutely um i think a lot of it is how i spend my time uh a big thing about my life the job was be at your desk between nine and six. Um, that's not how creativity works. My ideas come in the shower or around 10, 11, 12, when I'm trying to fall asleep. Uh, that's when I need to jump up, get to my desk, get to my notebook, uh, start figuring things, these things out. Um, there's also this other quote um, that I heard from an illustrator and it goes, novices work late for inspirations professionals create uh, I, I think i've just absolutely ruined that quote uh, i can't remember <laughs> i'll see if i can but find it, it and pop it, it in the notes it was on netflix it, do, you, do you remember that is it design there's a show called design on netflix is that i've not seen it if there I, is uh, but it, it's okay. one of the early ones it's a belgian illustrator who does it for the new york times i just love that because and, and it is absolutely true but it's kind of you've got to build that skill as well. You you got to be able to capture the idea, but then like sit down and turn it into something tangible very quickly. Because uh, your your earning potential relies on that, right? That's that's the professional skill part. Uh, the not just the idea generating part. It's the development and execution part. That's the profession. Um, but yeah, sorry, going back to your original question, what's uh, my experience there? Yeah, it's 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 very much in it how how I live my life. Um, I've been very lucky. Uh, I, I've not had to 
I didn't have to go back to work after my daughter was born two weeks later. You know, I've just been able to, she, she's seen me around every single day. I've dropped her to daycare. I've picked her up from daycare almost every single day. I love doing it. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't want to give that up. Um, That's uh, awesome. Little, thi- little things like that. Yeah. I, I, hate, I hate doing grocery shopping on weekends because everyone's doing grocery shopping. Yeah. I want to go I want to I want to go Wednesday morning <laughs> when no one's around. Get what I need, get out. And I and I and it's nice that I don't have a boss that says, oh don't do that. I mean obviously if a client needs a call, if it needs to have a chat with me, they can. But it's very much now like they un- they also understand like yeah. Sid wants to go grocery shopping and I re- they respect that versus me maybe like trying to hide the fact that I'm going grocery <laughs> shopping. Because I've got a day working from home yeah. uh, in, my, in my old mm. job. So what time, is there a particular time of day where you get your best work done? Uh, probably early mornings. Um, I can I can get up and just work. I can just, I can get up, get my coffee and just sit at my desk and let it happen. But again, that's like, three four hours max and then i'm done mm. and, and i'm not coming back to it again that day um i can do i can like i can talk i can talk all day uh, if you if, if someone wants to have a call after those four hours or have a consult uh absolutely but i think when it comes to like focus work it's three to four hours um and you peak uh this whole thing uh eight to three at school nine to six at work it's it's it, that's actually come from the industrial revolution you know yeah fuel them up put them to work put them to sleep start mm. the cycle again yeah uh that thing from the industrial revolution just like carried on into in, into now and it doesn't work we're, we're, we're seeing we're seeing burnout we're seeing mass uh <clears throat> excuse me what uh, mass resignations because people get yeah, everything things can be done differently. Yeah, stress and, is on the increase, and 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 I think especially as well during the pandemic, people had a taste of what mm-hmm. life that that work life balance, mm-hmm. that flexibility. You know, being able to work from home, so you can take your kids to daycare, as as you said, and I think there's been a real shift in in the expectation and now what companies are actually offering and people going actually do I really need to work for you and mm. and really work my ass off um, yeah and and I think that's the other thing as well the the, the, the real companies that are going to stand out are the people that put the employee first uh the people that set a, a respect that oh uh you've you've scheduled time this morning for daycare and you've scheduled 4.15 to 4.45 for daycare they they need to appreciate that and they need to get away from the nine to nine to five the leadership needs to move away from the nine to five mentality because the reality is um if i was working nine to five I'm, i am gonna get my job done that's i'm gonna get the fit the task handed to me i'm gonna get it done because i'm as a person and a, and a, a lot of us as people we take a lot of pride in like getting shit done um, and putting on, you know, putting our name on something, putting our stamp on it. Um, and if leadership doesn't 
trust that. Like, if they need to, like, have a heavy hand by and say, no, 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 I need you to see you're online. I need to see that you're at your desk yeah. during this hour so I know that you're working. Um, that That's a fundamental flaw in the trust. Um, it's a fundamental flaw in the relationship. And it's, 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 a, it's a massive flaw uh, in, in, in the business being successful. Mm, no, totally. Um, obviously, you started a business. Um, why do you think, you know, you've got to be a pr- pretty committed person, right, to start a business. And it's not something that everybody does. You know, most people generally are are employed, which is fine. Um, but why do you think so few people start their own businesses? Ooh, uh, yes. So I guess one of the things to stress there is I, I, I started my business through bloody-minded belligerence. Um, <laughs> I had the opportunity to kind of be like, you know what? what I'm doing day to day isn't working. I was on a lucrative enough salary that I was able to save up enough to say, I can walk, I can walk away for a year to try and figure it out. Um, because at the end of the year, if I haven't figured it out, there will be an opportunity to go and apply for a job again. I can pursue entrepreneurship. Um, one of the other reasons that I was able to say, this isn't working, I'm going to just drop it, bloody-minded belligerence, was because actually I was surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs and small business owners. Uh, the last eight, the very, very last company I worked for for the last nine months of my nine to five, you know, we were, there was a startup, we were in shipping container, like shipping, cool shipping container offices with other startups next doors. I was making friends, I was learning about them, how they did it, understanding more about it. Um, so I, I, I was blessed with the opportunity with, with sort of um, the sort of the fact, the physical side of it, like the money, the money was there. I was able to do it. Uh, also, my wife was there to kind of prop me up and say, you should do it. We can do it. We can live off a single income. Um, it's amazing that you had that support network, you know, in yeah. your wife and also people around you and I, I think that's super important actually you know you can't you can't do it on even as a I don't really like I have used the term solopreneur in the past but I've realized Mm. it's not no one is because none of this happens completely on your own none of this none of this happens in a bubble it's you know I'll, I'll use myself as an example my business my profession not profession uh, my career choice is all-encompassing. It, it filters through every part of my life in terms of we we might be talking about a business idea or a client on the drive on the drive to drop my daughter off to work with my wife. We'll be sitting down having lunch or dinner, and we're talking about the business. We'll be uh, trying to you know laying in bed trying to fall asleep, and we're talking about the business. That's <laughs> It's it's all encompassing. Like yeah. uh, I say, you know, my wife's my, my my wife's got my wife's the CEO of my company, really, but with no kind of financial incentive or <laughs> anything in writing around it. Um, she 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 she's hustling as well. 
and she didn't sign up for that well but here we are kind of thing yeah um so it, it is all encompassing and i think the reason people don't there, there, there's a lot of reasons we don't um firstly we're we're trained from a very at young age to comply and follow orders that's school is designed to get us into the workplace um we people there's a lot of people that will tell us what's best for us as from from our youth like this is what you should do you should be a teacher or <laughs> you should be a doctor um and i'll uh i'll, I'll quote my mom on this one how are you gonna make any money studying art <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, yeah. that one still that one still hits uh that yeah like uh that one that one still hits like considering like i was the, the agency photoshop master yeah. <laughs> how are you gonna make any money studying <laughs> art and i didn't I, I didn't i didn't do art a level um i didn't do any kind of uh formal design training uh because of those kind of things um, so yeah, those little things like that, we, what we are told and what we believe to be true can have a big impact. Um, but, <sighs> the, but, but not just to focus on those things, it's, we have never had a greater amount of opportunity. Technology has democratized everything. Even, even in my time, um, I remember first year of uni i had to borrow a bunch of video equipment uh god it must have been like 15 20 grand's worth of equipment i had to sign it out i had to be so mindful of it so conscious of it uh 2017 i started uh, a free, freelance videography business and literally i think i maybe five seven thousand worth of like hobby level equipment actually like the camera i'm using right now i used in my video marketing agency um yeah i pretty much kept like an entire yeah. studio i had a studio out of this i could that's film, awesome edit like my you know the opportunities are that's just seed out. going in and out of some drawers <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me don't mind me uh yeah so it's it's it's, it's literally things like that um you know again Technology's I, I made it. technology's made things more accessible. Massively, massively, yeah. massively. Um, uh, my my biggest example will always be kind of uh, look at Richard Branson and look, look at Casey Neistat. The things Richard Branson had to do in the nineties, he had to like fly his balloon solo across the Atlantic um, just to get some recognition for Virgin, like so that people would publish, uh, yeah. uh, get some PR. Uh, look at Casey Neistat. He he had probably like a fifteen hundred dollar uh, camcorder, uh, a camera, and a laptop and an internet connection, and he was able to broadcast globally um, through something called YouTube. Uh, technology has democratized a lot in in the time that I've been alive, and the opportunities are there. It's it's crowded. And it's very, very noisy, but the opportunities are absolutely there. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what we were saying earlier about it is crowded. And, you know, anyone that's got a mobile phone and an internet connection, 
or access to free Wi-Fi, you know, in in a local coffee shop or whatever, can start mm. a business now, which is mm. pretty mind blowing when you think about it. It's absolutely wild, absolutely wild. Um, you know, it's, it's just kind of you got to think about it like this, this. Oh, it's a new one, uh, but it's Ooh. got more computational power than then probably this the, 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 the first the, the space first space shuttle yeah they put that thing into space and this can do mm. more computation what's that the iphone 13 13 pro max okay yeah, i went for the big one yeah i um i don't actually have an iphone <gasps> i know kind of creative are you yeah i know um i'm a bit of a bit of a traitor i have a samsung mm. um i have a macbook but yeah i am um, I am considering moving over back to iPhone again um, for various reasons. Uh, oh, but yeah, honestly, we'll, like, we'll see. The, the, again, like things like just little things like the workflow. I can uh, take not again, just like focusing on the technology again. I can I can draft those ideas in the shower, those ideas at bedtime. I can draft them on a notes app and then sit down at my computer and zero friction zero just open up the same app on my computer and it's right there for me to start work, to carry on like working on as a professional from an idea from a thought from an idea from a spark into mm. something like real <clears throat> something tangible like yeah. it's it's frictionless it really is and so yeah, are there... it really is just up to us to kind of embrace it and leverage it yeah um so are there you talked about tools and stuff are there any underrated tools then that are kind of indispensable for what you do uh honestly uh the a a3 sketch pad and uh, and a good biro yeah pen to paper pen to, i'm, I'm old-fashioned like that i'm very much into pen to paper um, I'm very much into brainstorming and mind mapping uh, when I'm having conversations with people rather than taking notes. It's 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 a scrawling mess that only has to make sense to you and how you communicate it. So I was looking at something on, I've got on the wall over there. Uh, I was thinking about showing you, but I might might not. <laughs> what do you mean? What what is it? What's on the so wall? I'll show you. I'll, I'll show you that. I'll show you. It's um. All right. So this this is the framework. This is the core of my business. This okay. is everything I. This is absolutely everything I know and can do, and deliver for you. I don't want to hold it up too long. Okay. It is. That's a serious mind map you got. Spider diagram it, you got going on there. I love a spider again, diagram. That's how I start so, all of my projects. All of everything. Um, it's a scrolling mess. It's but again it's done so much for so many people like that's that's the framework that's the framework i work to that's the frame um in no particular order uh uh as not as long as we get the results that you know we, we set out to like i want to give my clients the confidence and clarity to best connect with their uh, their ideal customer and that scrolling mess does that um so when it comes to tools i'm very much pen to paper uh internet connection uh i've got quite a nice like video and audio setup here but again um push comes to shove 
I've got a MacBook. Uh, push comes to shove. I've got an old Lenovo over there. Yeah. Uh, as long as I can, you know. Um, push comes to shove. I've got the iPhone. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I can, yeah. I can, I can. I can have a call and take the same notes on the iPhone if I don't have a pen and paper handy. Um, so yeah, it is. It is a one of those questions for me. Is there any tools that I can't live without? Uh, probably pen and paper, but also depending on what, you know, it, it also used to be like Photoshop and Lightroom. Can't live without that. I, I haven't opened it. I haven't been able to open up something like that in a really long time just because don't go out and take pictures as much as I did, used to being a dad, uh, being a dad now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So pen and paper, your... Um your phone, pen and paper and your phone, do you reckon that with those three you could continue to run your business? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. So it's not, a, it's not, when you break it down, it's not a lot, is it? And I think sometimes people overthink and think they need loads of things to get started. Mm. Um, and actually just starting with, with what you've got, you know, if you've got a phone and you've got a pen and paper and you've got an idea, you know, surround yourself by some with some some people that are maybe where you want to be in a year or so. Some like-minded people, positive-minded Ins- people. Inspiration is a big thing, I guess. Like um, people that inspire you, people you can collaborate with. It, it really makes a difference. People that won't immediately say no or talk you out of something that's yeah that's really important Mm. talking about inspirational people I'd love to know if you can think of a couple of people that have really influenced you in in your life and business you know and had a had a real positive impact on you yeah I mean I guess like the biggest game changer for me was when I met a guy called Stephen Chandler and he became my coach and then uh, non-exec director of my agency uh, the, and again just going back to things that we've been discussing the biggest lesson he kind of taught me was look it's you're not you're not going to build a business by being a better creative uh, you're not going to so this was uh, when I started my video marketing agency um, sorry I was going from being, wanting to be a freelancer to be, be an, being an agency don't get better at the camera. Don't get the next lens or the next body. You need to learn how to operate, operate and run a successful business. Read things like 10 day MBA, read all the marketing books. Like how do you get people through the door? Um, that was the biggest lesson. Uh, so yeah, definitely someone like, yeah, Stephen was a, a, a big one. Um, I mean, what yeah, a great lesson. It, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was a real eye. You know, it's as, as creatives, we really want to work on what we do best, but also just as people, we want to avoid the things we struggle with. Yeah. Um, Which and, is you know, natural. Like I, yeah. And, you know, like I, I, I've sat down with the creatives, creative directors uh, more recently and it's like, and and we we all just kind of have a laugh because 
yeah, when's the last time you photo- opened up Photoshop? No idea. But I've got <laughs> Excel open every single day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I hear you. I have got um, – I spend a lot of time now in um, the Google alternative to yeah, Excel, I mean, you know, Google I mean, Docs and Sheets. I mean, sheets all the time. Um, so, but I get to I get to dabble in InDesign still when I need to, which mm. is all, always nice. Um, but yeah, so I mean, before we wrap up, I just wanted to mm. ask you if if you could give one piece of advice or one kind of hack to anyone that wants to start a business and build their brand, what what would it be? There are no hacks and don't listen to any advice. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I've been given advice my entire life. Um, I like to coach people to the, to the answer. Um, be very careful around people giving advice uh, would be one, one, way, one thing I'd suggest. People come, will come to you with advice based on their experiences, their knowledge, their insights, um, their life experiences, their hang-ups that that don't result that don't have anything to do with you. Um, sometimes they will come uh, with um, with advice as their way of wanting to keep you safe from wanting you to be uh, not to be successful, but to not fail. Yeah. So I think my advice would be be very careful just just be mindful of where people are giving you advice from okay yeah so what was the question lot, again it was the question was um what tip hack advice would you give to someone that wants to start their own business and, and grow a brand what what would you what would you say to them and I think what you're saying is you know there's a lot of advice out there there's a lot of content it's it's all over the place you can you Mm. can follow people on instagram there's all the stuff you know on on other social media channels like linkedin there's there's all the emails that you get coming in there's videos and youtube and there's so much content advice and things that you can follow but i think ultimately it's it's okay to listen but ultimately you've got to go it's your business. It's your, it's your passion. It's what you want to do. So you just got to kind of believe in yourself and, and really take your own advice a little bit as well and be selective. I think is what you're saying. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that's kind of where, what I do came from in that there is, here's what you should do. Here's what you should do. Um, A lot of those are kind of, people trying to sell what they do yeah um <laughs> so uh god i just remember like trying to start the the business model just writing the the the, the, the business model or, or a business plan that it, it's all the same stuff like what do you do like how do you position it um who are you selling to who are your ideal customers it's really really hard to put on paper and that's why I do what I do. That's why I coach people through it and help them come to their a defi- definitive decision uh, on how they'll move forward. But there really is no right way of doing it. Some, uh, for me, the thing I always preach is 
make a choice, execute on it. Don't be uh, set a time frame. Um, go back and look at it, like look at how it's performed and see if you need to adapt and iterate. It is all about, about adapting and iterating on your journey um, moving upwards. Um, a lot of people kind of sit on an idea and just be like, oh, it's not quite right. They'll go take the idea into a business model. I don't think it's finished. I don't think it's quite right. Um, I'm not sure why. Execute on, you know, if you write a business model today, execute on it at the end of that day. Execute on it tomorrow. Because the only way you're going to like know if something is right is by getting the feedback in the market. Yeah, no, totally agree. And awesome advice. Um, thank you so much for joining me today, Sid. Lovely Absolutely. chatting with you. I could talk to you about this sort of stuff <laughs> for hours and we have done in the past. Yes, um, so where can listeners find you? Uh, my website is effinglazy.com. Uh, we are writing at the moment. Our mission is to uh, sort of inspire entrepreneurs and business owners to build great brands for their own. So we are writing to fulfill that mission. We've got blogs. Uh, I also am at effinglazy on Instagram and at sivsaraya on Instagram. That's my personal and my business. We, um, I try and share as much as I can and um i don't have any kind of like digital products it's just a uh a high ticket item uh, it's just a service that i provide uh and i try to give away as much of as uh, as i can i'm I'm very much trying to like speak to people like myself five years ago who were going who were going through the same thing and see if i can get them on the other side of it Awesome. Thank you. I'll be popping all those in the show notes so people can find you. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for joining me today, Sid. Really appreciate you being here. And yeah, have have a great day and hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Absolute pleasure, mate. I'll catch you again soon.